Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. Joining me right now, Dr. John Pinero, who is a sir. Oh, actually, I, John's not with us right now. So why not? Because I'm supposed to be talking. Okay, well, that's good. Let me tell you, I've been doing a lot of uh, talk recently, Pope Francis' uh, long interview with uh, Nicole Winfield of the Associated Press. Um, she gave him a lot of space. You could hear his voice in the interview. It was a big, long, juicy interview. Unfortunately, it was butchered up by most in the mainstream media. Uh, they focused in on Pope Francis saying that uh, homosexuality uh, is, not a, is not a crime, but it's a sin. And, of course, he was speaking conversationally, not technically. Homosexual acts are sinful. Homosexual orientation is not. But those distinctions are largely lost anyways on the mainstream press. But it was the, just the latest example of how even a good piece of work, the interview was extensive, it was wide-ranging, it was easy to hear the Pope's voice, how even a good piece of work ends up mangled in the general reporting and leading once again to an, a, a question that has been eating away at me for four decades. Why? Why do the mainstream media outlets so often do a lousy job of reporting on religious issues? Part of the problem is that you know, members of the press are members of 21st century American society and culture. And our culture tends to think of religion as little more than a matter of personal opinion. If religion or spirituality are largely personal opinion, then it's impossible to develop any special expertise about religious claims since they change with the inclination of the individual. We saw this recently when President Biden had a brief exchange with the EWTN's White House correspondent Owen Jensen. Jensen shouted over the sound of the rotor blades of the president's helicopter, saying Catholic bishops are demanding that federal tax dollars not fund abortion, end quote. The president dismissed Jensen's statement by saying, no, they're not all doing that, nor is the pope doing that, end quote. Most embarrassing for the president was that five days before, the chairman of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops Committee on Pro-Life Activities endorsed a bill in Congress that seeks to permanently ban federal funding of abortion. Even further, Archbishop Timothy Brolio, president of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, released a statement in response to the president's ignorant remarks. Quote, Taxpayer funding of abortion would force people of good conscience to participate in this grave evil against their will. It would contradict our right to live in accord with the tenets of our faith. Brolio also corrected the president's claim that Pope Francis somehow secretly supports taxpayer funding of abortion. Pope Francis has, has likened using an abortionist to hiring a hitman. So you rest assured, the Pope doesn't think Catholic tax dollars should be used to hire hitmen. But, but there was no concern, no concern over a president who blithely speaks falsehoods regarding the Catholic faith to which he claims uh, he holds. And let me be clear, this, this story had no ambiguity about it. <laughs> Five days before President Biden's remarks, the U.S. bishops urged Congress not to provide tax dollars for abortion. A day or two after his false statement, the head of the USCCB publicly called the president out on his false statement. I didn't see it reported outside the Catholic press. The mainstream press doesn't go after stories like this because I 
they just don't think there are any really right or wrong answers regarding religion. Religion is basically about your own opinion about God. Even Catholicism is flexible, fluid, insubstantial, pretty much defined by whatever individual Catholics claim Catholicism is. So if the president says that, well, you know, that's the way he sees it. And there's a widespread assumption, and it's really a prejudice, that religion, or more commonly, spirituality, is self-styled. America has a bias against the idea of religious questions to which there are right or wrong answers. Religious truth is amorphous, and journalists don't need much technical competence to report on religion. An editor wouldn't ask someone ignorant of economics to write an economic story, but often uh, people with no expertise in religious studies or church history or theology are sent to write religion stories. The reason is that there's a sense that there are really no right or wrong answers to religious questions, and so you don't need any great expertise to write on it. Another reason is that America doesn't much like hierarchical authority. You know, that's why low church groups like Baptists and Pentecostals and independent Bible churches spread so quickly in America. America has had a bias against any hierarchy that offers authoritative positions on spiritual religious matters. Most Americans don't think anyone can offer a final word on religious truth. We are a—we favor a populist rather than a hierarchical religion in America. Look, we live by the consent of the governed, and so we assume that our churches should be run by the people attending it. Secondly, we look at American society and notice that we have hundreds of religious options. Again, the very fact of religious pluralism— the idea that we live in a society with scores of competing religious groups, the very fact of so many religious choices gives the impression that no single choice could possibly be true and the other's false. I mean, it's, it's like looking on your grocery store shelf and you see two dozen brands of ketchup. You're not going to be easily persuaded that any one brand of ketchup is the rock-solid, down-and-out best ketchup. Same thinking about religion. So many choices, no one of them can really be entirely true. The third thing is that those in the so-called prestige media are politically to the left of center. They attend religious services much less frequently than America's mainstream. They favor abortion rights and homosexual so-called marriage. And they tend to think that those who oppose abortion rights and homosexual marriage are rubes or rednecks, or ignorant hayseeds, or, in Hillary Clinton's words, deplorables. It is very difficult to report on the subtleties of moral and religious topics when you hold in contempt those who disagree with your position. So those are the reasons that there is a problem on accurate reporting uh, on religion in America. Uh, Take a look at what happens when a pope visits the United States. The story turns into how many Catholics reject the Church's teaching on the use of artificial contraception, or how many Catholics reject the Church's teaching on Eucharist or same-sex relationships. In other words, when a pope visits, the story is not what the vicar of Christ has to say, but what the people have to say about the vicar of Christ. You know, for a few generations, uh, the God beat or religion beat was scorned. Uh, This is actually a positive development. 
even though the reporting is still me- messy and, and mediocre at best, that might be changing. It took decades of evangelical Protestant political influence in America. It took the rise of global jihad Islam. It took um, uh, the abuse scandals in the Catholic Church and the Southern Baptist Convention and certain Jewish groups. It took the presence of Christians in the pro-life movement and the ongoing effort to eliminate abortion in America that made publishers and editors start to wonder, well, maybe there is something to religion after all. (laughs) It seems to be showing up in all these stories. The late George Cornell of the Associated Press liked to point out that on any given Sunday, there are more people sitting in pews than there are sitting in the bleachers of all the major professional sports arenas combined. So thankfully, we are getting marginally better religion reporting than we did 25 years ago. But we still have to deal with deep-seated ideological bias against historic Christianity. Terry Mattingly was with me the other day. He's editor of Get Religion. And he highlighted a gross instance of bias in recent reporting. The New York Rangers were scheduled to take part in pre-match warm-ups as part of the team's seventh annual Pride Night festivities. Apparently, the National Hockey League does this kind of thing, and they wear Pride-themed jerseys and hockey sticks. Well, the Rangers, it didn't happen, okay? There was also the related story of uh, Philadelphia Flyers defenseman Ivan uh, Provorov, who did not take part in the pregame skate because he refused to wear the team's LGBTQ Pride Night warm-up jersey. And he said it was his choice to say, quote, to stay true to myself and my religion, which he identified as Russian Orthodox. Reuters, recognizing the flap about uh, the NHL not taking part in this uh, expected Pride Night, gave the headline, quote, Rangers back right to beliefs. Now, they should have said religious beliefs, but they said Rangers back right to beliefs. Well, that wouldn't be too shabby until you realize that the word beliefs is in quotes. Mattingly calls these scare quotes. Scare quotes are used to express skepticism or derision concerning the use of the word inside the quotes. In this case, beliefs is in scare quotes expressing skepticism or derision that beliefs are the real reason behind not having a pride night. It's a way of dismissing religious beliefs as the real cause for not participating in pride night. I mean, you have to ask, though, if not beliefs, then what kept players from participating? Well, according to the headline writer, I'd lay money that he'd say bigotry. Whoever the headline editor was for the Reuters story apparently couldn't get his head around the idea that for 2,000 years at least, those in the Hebrew Christian tradition have authentically believed that same-sex relations mock God's designs for sexual expression. You know, this is, it's really wild when you realize the inability, the imaginative inability of some of these writers to understand the true, uh, authentic doctrinal positions that Christians hold. When Jesus told his followers to expect persecution in this world, he knew that before there's persecution, there's going to be misunderstanding. Now, we have a duty to try and correct misunderstandings and falsehoods, right? Um, The president dished out falsehoods. Our bishops stood up, took the challenge, and they corrected uh, the falsehood. 
Now, it wasn't very well reported. Nevertheless, we have the responsibility. We don't start crying persecution when all we're experiencing is misunderstanding, right? So let's meet, meet it at the level we're receiving it. Clear up misunderstanding, correct falsehoods when we can, and if so, that may well postpone any long-term intended persecution. I'm glad our bishop stood up. This is going to be increasingly necessary. Pray that they'll do the same in the future. I'm Al Creston.